1: BLOB TALK RADIO Funky Writer's Show, all about the funk of writing. I'm your host and navigator, Robert Batista, author of the seminal novel, Brooklyn Story, and the powerful novella, Carmela's Dream. The Funky Writer's Show has been called the most informative, eclectic outlet for all wordsmiths and literati, now celebrating almost seven years of dynamic writer's talk radio. Why is the Funky Writer Show so terrific? Because I'm a writer just like my guests and know that words are the breath of life. Connect with us on our exciting Twitter page by going to at the Funky Writer. We are proud and honored to have on our show today the founder of chatebooks.com and so much more tanisha williams welcome tanisha williams to the funky writers show
0: thank you thank you for having me robert it's always uh nice to connect with others who are involved in the field of what i do in some way or another so it's a it's definitely a pleasure to be a guest on your show
1: Yes, because not only do we have authors, but we have people who are also connected into writing and publishing in so many other ways. So, it's an, like I said, it's great to have you on because you provide such a fantastic service. So, Tanisha, so good having you. Let's start off by you giving our audience some background of your life's journey and how you got to where you are today. Well,
0: I am a native of California. I uh, have been married to my husband for 16 years. We have two beautiful daughters, and I have my first grandchild on the way, and uh, currently I work with uh, the County of Los Angeles, and in doing that, I was an auditor for several years where I would audit a lot of uh, nonprofit organizations, and I saw that they were not properly maintaining their records. So what I decided to do was to construct uh self help books for nonprofit organizations in showing them how to properly maintain their records and instill and audit internal auditing procedures within their agencies. And so that's how I got into writing and then from that it just kind of spiraled into a whole other world and my, you know, love for the self help genre and wanting to reach out and communicate with others and that's how I came upon the idea for uh for chat ebooks.
1: So beautiful chat ebooks. What a great concept. So what is exactly chat ebooks dot com and how long has it been in operation and give us the origins of its beginning concept you You mentioned that um you know you also been you're doing some writing and authoring of self help books but how did the concept of chat ebooks get get online too?
0: Well, when I wrote the self help uh, motivational books for um, for non organizations. And I had first posted them on uh, Amazon for sale, and I started getting buyers and then, you know, comments for the book itself. And in wanting to just respond to some of those comments and kind of personalize the whole process of author and reader, and especially I think in the self-help industry where There are going to be questions and perhaps maybe even some misunderstandings that you want to be able to have a relationship with those who read the book. And so that is the whole concept behind uh, chat e-books where authors and readers, they can connect and engage within that whole selling and reading experience. So readers are able to purchase the books for sale and also they can join chat groups for each of the books listed on the site for sale. So in essence, they're able to connect directly with the authors. And then within that platform, they can have chapter discussions with the author and with others who have also read the book. They can join live chats or uh, post their discussions and responses. And so basically it's just an ability to connect with the authors and others who have a love for that particular book and have discussions and um, maintain some type of relationship, get some questions answered. And another uh, thing that led me to start the site was the um, wanting to receive more revenues for, you know, my my hard-earned work. And I know know, there's different commission splits depending on which platforms you join. With uh, Amazon, I know there's a a 70-30 Split, but that depends on where your book is priced at. So I was wanting to, you know, I I just had this thought like, why not get 100% of my uh, <laughs> from the book? That's so right. that led me to the concept of chat ebooks, where you just pay um, a one-time membership flat rate fee, which is the 9.99, and then from that, any money that you make from your book sales, those are the revenues from that are deposited directly into your account. So it's it's just one hundred percent. So those are the, the, the couple of things that just kind of led me to the development of of chap ebooks was the desire to connect with my readers and then of course, you know, be compensated at a higher scale than um than I saw on a lot of the other platforms.
1: Well those are two very important points, but what a what an innovative concept. And I'm sure you. before you started, you probably did a lot of detective work. How much and what type of research did you do before going live? How much painstaking time did you put into researching this concept before you actually said, okay, I I can do this, I can go with this?
0: Well, initially when I I started, what I did was... um, During the process of having the site built, I did a questionnaire in which I sent out to authors on LinkedIn, Facebook. I mean, I had a a nice amount of authors respond, and it just kind of asked them different questions about the concept and things that they liked or did not like about the concept. It also gave them an idea to kind of time in and offer suggestions and improving what I already had as a concept. So I did that survey for a good six months um, to gather documentation on what authors were looking for, what was missing from some of the other platforms that perhaps I could add to this platform. So, yeah, I did a lot of, of asking, and um, I probably got feedback of over six hundred authors that chimed in and participated in the in the survey so I got a lot of a lot of positive feedback and people that were really excited about um, what I was doing and offered their help in any way shape or form i mean i've I've met some of the most amazing authors in this whole experience so you know it wasn't even just me being excited about what I was doing. It was seeing the excitement amongst a lot of the other authors about what I was doing and what they felt was missing in the the whole self-publishing industry.
1: Understood. So from the beginning, when the site first went live and Chat eBooks was open for business, was there an immediate positive impact or did it have to suffer the proverbial growing pains?
0: Well, you know, it's only been uh, in operation for a year. I believe we're coming up on our first year in in October. So definitely a lot of growing pains still. You know, uh, I've listened to a lot of podcasts and a lot of feedback on businesses that have started similar e-commerce sites or just, you know, sites doing anything online, whether there be blogs. And, you know, you hear a a lot about the growing pains, and I have experienced a lot of them. I had a lot of excitement in the beginning, I think a lot of momentum in uh, launching the site and people being excited to see what the site was about. But I've definitely gone through, you know, uh, jumped through a lot of hurdles and still.
1: Right, right
0: trying to get, you know, the word out and get everything running, you know, like like I want to.
1: Are there any hurdles that you can, that really stick out that you can talk about?
0: Well, I know even initially when I, you know, hired someone, a contractor on Elance to develop the website, I think maybe three months into the project, he had some sort of emergency, so he had to opt out. So I literally had to start over completely from scratch at that point. And during that time, I was writing my second book, Internal Controls for Nonprofit Organizations, and it just became so trying to juggle the two things at right. one time. Right. I was trying to monitor the development of the website in addition to trying to uh, finish my, my book. So what I did was I just focused on finishing the book, and then I picked up the project again and kind of started all over with that. Um, Since then, probably, you know, the site recently went down for, um, I I believe it has something to do with, and I, I think, you know, this is a challenge for those of us who are not, literate in terms of coding and all the things that are involved in the background of of site development, so you're kind of at someone else's leisure to figure out what's going on and, you know, fix it, and that's been the most frustrating thing is working with the, the time restraints of any developer that you're working with, because obviously they have other clients to tend to, so when something goes down with your site, of course you want it fixed right away, but a lot of times they're not... Able to do that. So recently, you know, the site went down and it was down for maybe two or three days, and then going back and forth with GoDaddy and my developer, it was just you know a, a nightmare. So I still experience you know these these ups and downs on a regular basis. I'll have an update where you know I get a, a a lot of people to join and a lot of you know positive feedback saying how excited they are about the site and offering again their services to help promote the site.
1: So right.
0: it, it, it's yeah. definitely been a roller coaster, I
1: must say. Yeah, I, I can imagine. Um, speaking of the website, which is a brilliant-looking website, uh, there's a marvelous link called Blog, where there are countless article resources to help and guide authors from everything like how to write a self-help book to 5 ebook marketing strategies every author should know. Really, really helpful tools for writers. How were all these self-help links put together, or was there a collaboration?
0: Well, on in some instances, there was a collaboration. Ultimately, what I try and do is get out uh, three, three articles a week. And in editing a lot of those articles, I work with... Um, an assistant who helps me with the posting and getting them out there. We do article postings on the free article sites. We do them on LinkedIn, a lot of the LinkedIn groups, a lot of the Facebook groups. So I'm able to get a lot of positive feedback on, you know, some of the topics that have been discussed. My assistant, she helps me come up with a lot of the topics. Uh, on a weekly basis, and I just kind of choose from a list that she's generated. So we just mainly try and, and, and keep it to where we're being informational for authors and readers. There's also articles on there that are geared towards readers, you know, setting up uh, online book clubs and things of that nature. So anything to do with the writing and reading experience, you can pretty much find articles. So we just try and and, and keep the information flowing so that people that are visiting the site or looking at books or what have you, they can also go there and obtain a lot of
1: information. Really, really, really. I I highly recommend just at least everything but that too because there's so much helpful stuff for authors on, on that site. Um, so, besides being the inspired entrepreneur that you are, Tanisha, you are also the self-published author, author, as you said, of two non-profit e-books, 501c3 in 12 Steps and Simple Internal Controls that Protect Your Assets, uh, obviously written, as you said, because of your job with uh, the county. Let's talk about why you decided to write these books and what each book offers individually to its readers.
0: Well, my years of experience with auditing nonprofits, I saw that a lot of nonprofits were not maintaining their financial records intact with what the contracts were requiring of them. So in doing that, they were losing a lot of money on a regular basis. So, in some instances, a contractor may have a $500,000 contract, and if we go in and audit that contract and we find that there was no supporting documentation for that particular uh, contract, and we would pretty much have them pay the entire money back. And some of these agencies were relatively small, so they would have to close their doors and not you know, be able to operate or provide whatever type of services that they were able to provide. So that led me to writing the internal control book because a lot of record keeping and the whole process of maintaining supporting documentation and all of that deals with internal controls. So if you read the book, you can get some ideas about how to maintain your financial records, what types of controls that you want to keep over your cash disbursements, your cash receipts, so that there's no fraudulent activity going on within your agency.
1: The other
0: book, the 501c3 for nonprofits, what gave me the motivation to write that book was my family and I had actually started our own nonprofit uh, several years back, and I did the whole process for the uh, exempt status, the 501c3 status. And, you know, in doing that, just going through the uh, all of the documentation required and, you know, reading through it, I'm like, you know, I know I can simplify this for others right. that are trying to do this without spending, you know, thousands of dollars hiring a consultant to do it for you. It is possible. I did it, and I know I'm able to simplify this process and just kind of, you know, help out based on the things that I went through during that experience. So those are the the two motivating factors behind each of those books.
1: Well, one insightful Amazon review for 501c3 by Courtney Pepper states, this book is an excellent read. The steps are clear and concise and show you exactly What to Do to Start a Nonprofit Organization in California. I used it when I was starting one, and it helped me immensely. I give it five stars because the information in the book told me exactly what to do. This book is perfect for social entrepreneurs who want to start a new business helping the community. I recommend it for anyone who is passionate about helping people and want to be led to start a long-lasting organization to benefit others. Wow, Tanisha, from that review, it's clear that you nailed it, wouldn't you say?
0: Yeah, you know, I I remember going every now and again I go on Amazon to see if I've gotten any new reviews, and I remember uh, reading that one, and, you know, it was such a good feeling because that's really what I set out to do in writing and doing the research and looking at all the materials and just trying to simplify the whole process. Because anytime you're dealing with the IRS and documents, it can just be crazy trying to, you know, if this doesn't happen, then you need to do this. I mean, it it can just really, really be, you know, complex. So my whole purpose was to just make it easier, make it a step-by-step process Tell authors, I'm, I'm sorry, not authors, but tell, you know, nonprofit organizations exactly what to look for, what to expect, what to right, do right. In, uh, in a step-by-step process. So, yeah, I, I was really, really pleased to read such a, a nice review from someone who, who got and understood exactly what I was trying to do.
1: And what it says is that you basically have done the legwork for, for people and how they can cut – Corners into basically starting that 501c3, so that's a fantastic, fantastic thing. So, let's talk about Tanisha Williams, the person. Where did you grow up, and what type of child were you? A conformist? Were you rebellious, or a little bit of both?
0: Uh, I am. <laughs> I grew up in, in California, and if uh, you ask my did mom. You grow up? Huh? I'm sorry?
1: Did you grow up in L.A. or what city?
0: Uh, I grew up in Laverne. Laverne, so, okay. Yeah, that's near the – I'm not sure. Are you out in the L.A. area? or?
1: No, I'm actually in the New York City area on the East Coast, but I've been to Orange and in, in L.A. and and Riverside and, and counties like that uh, a few times, so I know the area. So, But I've, I haven't heard of Laverne, though.
0: Yeah, it's kind of it's in between, like L.A. and, and Riverside.
1: So, okay.
0: um, if you would ask my mom, she would say that I was a, a, a stubborn child. It was okay. where you know once I had my mindset on something that I wanted to do, that's what I wanted to do. There was no negotiation, and you know, so if you'd ask my mom, that's what she would say. I think personally. I can see that in myself even now as an adult. uh right. But I'm, I'm more of a, a laid-back, kind of quiet, you know, personable person. I can uh, be in a crowd, but I'm also fine, you know, by myself. So, right. you know, I just try and be the best example that I, I can be for my kids. I have two uh, lovely girls, so you always are placed in an example of, in a position where they're watching. They're constantly watching. Right. So I try right. and, and be that for my girls, a mother that they can be proud of and they can see themselves in, you know. And I just I want to be an inspiration for them and helping them grow and to be all of who God created them to be.
1: Yes. Um, who were some of the authors you enjoyed reading as a young person, and what were some of the books that affected you the most back in those days?
0: I think uh, in in – Growing up now, like books like Stephen Covey, The Seven Habits, I think right. that that book was uh really, really renowned, and that you know it gave so many good guidelines on what we should and should not do. It just had so many positive messages in how to see things, how to conduct ourselves how to look at things a different way. I remember one of the examples and i hope I'm I'm relating it to this particular book cuz I've read so many health books, health self-help books, but it gave an example of how this guy was on a train and he saw this young girl, and uh, she was maybe about six or seven, and I think he'd had a, a, a difficult day. And, you know, if you had a difficult day, you just kind of want peace and quiet and, you know, relaxation. Right. So he's on this train, and this little girl, she was just acting, you know, out of control, basically. And he looked over at the father, and the father wasn't doing absolutely anything about it. And he could not figure out, like, why is this father not getting his child or, you know, telling her to settle down, and, I mean, she's just back and forth and just, you know, doing whatever she wanted to do. And so eventually, I guess while pondering this, the father turned to this guy and he says, you know, I, I'm i sorry about my 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 daughter. He says, I, ju- I don't know what to do. He says, we just now left uh, the funeral for her mom. And, you know, basically he was kind of out of it and he was, watching his daughter and just to see her smile, just to see her happy was, you know, he didn't want to interfere with any of that. She had just left her mother's funeral and, you know, he was just, you know, feeling had a really, really heavy heart. And from that, he was able to relate in that book the message of it's really perception because now that he knew right. that information, that helped him view the whole situation and the whole scenario in a totally different way. And so that you know, spoke to me in that that's how we have to handle life in general. It's like, you know, don't be so quick to get upset over something. If if you somebody doesn't respond to you in the right way or somebody snaps at you, you know, you just never know what's going on behind the scenes in somebody else's world. So I just kind of grew up reading, you know, books of that nature that just helped you kind of rethink situations and helped you respond in different manners to other people and changing your perspective And I think that in doing That you know if we take that approach to our Daily lives we're happier people You know we're not Upset at everybody all the time And it just gives A a, a better outlook on community And people in general so those Are the types of books that I, I kind of read Have read growing up
1: You know it's so fascinating and Kindred that you just mentioned uh, Stephen Covey I'm just finding out About him and I have his books on CD that I've been listening to and when you mentioned that story about the man on the train I had just listened to that about maybe a week ago and mm-hmm. that's that stood with me and the other thing uh, one of his things are begin with the end in mind is exactly. something that always stayed with me also uh, yes he his his philosophy is is genius um you. you know we know Tanisha that you have another life as an audit supervisor with the Los Angeles County Department of Public Health, and you're also a licensed real estate broker. You've been married, as you just said, for 16 years and have two beautiful daughters, and you're on your way to becoming a grandmother. How do you find the time to juggle so much in so little time?
0: You know, I get that question a lot, and I think because... I think it's um, important. yeah, it is. It's it's very important. I I think I've always been a really good uh at multitasking and right. I you know, I've always made sure that my kids came first, you know, no matter right. what. My family comes first. We still have our family time and even after working during the day, which you know, I it's it's a 9 to 5 coming home, sitting down, helping with homework, dinner, I make sure all of that is done. When Generally when my kids go to bed is when I'm doing my side stuff, when I'm doing the blogging or, you know, working, doing something with the website. So it it, it really is a matter of carving out time on a daily, regular basis for all of that. I have a daily list that, you know, in the morning, I'll sit down and jot down a list of things that I want to get done for the business later on that evening. And that evening I try and cross out as many things as possible to do that. You know, So that kind of really, really keeps me focused on what I need to do and actually making it a point to get it done. And I think that when you have a family, when you're working a nine-to-five, those are two huge motivators in right being able to find the strength to do something else, you know, because I would love the opportunity to be able to spend more time with my family, you know, and picking my girls up right after school and, and things like that and just having my own time, not having to be, you know, constrained to a nine-to-five type of job. And so I think that keeps me motivated, wanting to have a different scenario and then wanting to spend time with my family—that's that's my why. So they say, you know, if your why is big, the the rest will follow. And my why is, is definitely big.
1: <laughs> I hear that. Um, let's talk social. Let's talk social media. I see that you are on many of the outlets such as LinkedIn, BookWorks, Twitter, and such. Of The social media platforms, Tanisha, which one do you feel is the most beneficial for your brand? And which, in your estimation, is the best for authors? Or does each platform offer its own special compensations?
0: I think that you have to try out, initially, as many platforms as you can just to see which one works the best for whatever it is that you're trying to do. I right. think that LinkedIn offers a more conversational piece to it to where you have a lot of professionals on there that are looking for information. For example, a lot of the, the blog postings that I do that are geared towards helping authors you know, publish their books, giving them different ideas and tips, that is an excellent platform for that because you do get a lot of feedback, a lot of discussions, And I think it, you know, draws people into what it is they're doing. And you get a lot of uh, appreciative comments of, you know, giving them those, you know, that information and those tips. So that's really good for that. I think Facebook maybe for more so branding with with what I'm doing, I don't tend to get as much feedback from posting on the groups on Facebook. You know, you get live and a comment kind of here and there. But I think that if you have a page, you know, it's really good for for branding. But I've, I've heard both. I've heard authors where they've put their books on Facebook, you know, created a page surrounding their book for Facebook, and, and they've gotten excellent feedback. So right. I think that you have to kind of put yourself out there and then see which platform – you know, helps you best with what it is that you're trying to do. And then that's where you spend, you know, most of your time. But I think it's it's definitely good to be on as many as possible so that it, but so that it doesn't become overwhelming. With me, you know, I have an excellent assistant, so she's able to do the daily postings and, you know, I just give her the articles to post and she posts them on the, the various platforms. So that, that helps out a lot with, Twitter, I think Twitter is really, really saturated. So unless you're doing tweets regularly throughout the day, it's it's a little bit harder to be seen, and you're not going to really get that same type of discussion and interaction. So for me, to create that type of platform, Chatty Books, where it requires interaction, it was developed to obtain interaction, then I see it you know, being most beneficial posting on LinkedIn because that, too, is a, a interacting site. So it, it depends on what it is that you're trying to do. But, you know, it, the thing is to just get out there as much as you can. Right. It would work and then make that your focus.
1: And then choose the best one for you. Right, right. In closing, Tanisha, there's a young teenage girl listening to our show who dreams of writing books and starting her own business. What would be the first piece of advice you would give her if she came to you for advice?
0: I would say, you know, if you want to write a book, first you have to see where your passion is. You know, right. you decide what what it is that you want to write about. And in making that decision, I think that, you know, things that you're familiar with, things that have kind of tugged at your heart the most, whether, like for me, it was the whole self-help thing. I just, I love, you know, motivational books. I love just getting knowledge to do other things. Some people love the, the sci-fi genre. And, you know, it just it depends on where you're led to the most. And so from that, you know, wherever your passion is, then that's what you work to do. And I would say, you know, make it a point to do something every day. You know, don't let a day go by without at least doing one thing to, to accomplish your goal. Make your right. list, do your, um, you know, do your tasks on your list and just make it so that it becomes a habit. And I think that if you are constantly working towards achieving your goal, it's just a matter of time. You know, don't lose heart. It's not going to be easy. I can't, you know, say that any of the things that I've done were easy, from going to college and doing what I'm doing now as an auditor, writing books, starting a a website. There's always going to be challenges in whatever you decide to do. But uh, as long as you stick to it, as long as you're doing something every day, there's just no way that you're not going to succeed.
1: Excellent. So what's next for Tanisha Williams? What other irons do you have in the fire?
0: You know, I think right now I am just focusing on getting the interaction that I know chatty books can have with authors and readers, so I definitely want to make sure that I'm putting everything towards marketing that towards getting the word out towards um you know developing that whole platform into what I know it could be, and just you know waiting for the arrival of my my grandson. Any more time with my family. He's he'll be here uh next month in October.
1: Congratulations!
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I know you're excited about that.
0: Um, yeah, we're really
1: excited. Yeah. So uh, I know you want to give out a promotional code, and after you do that, please give out any contact information for people to follow your website and, and contact you.
0: Okay, yes, sure, I, I do. I definitely want to uh, give out a promotional code for your listeners. And this promotional code, will, what it will do is it will give you free membership to the site chattybooks.com. So what you would do is you would go on the site and you would click on the upper top left corner of the site where it says author sign in. The promotional code you would put in is F, as in Frank, W, Dash twenty fifteen. And once you put in that promotional code, you'll just complete the other information and you will be able to sign up for free and uh load your book onto the site. So I, I'm offering that promotion because I am doing a lot of promotional things with SEO. So I want to make sure that the readers that are coming on the site that they have ample information on there. There are ample books that they can browse through, so I would love it if your authors and your listeners could be a part of that. As far as being able to contact me, I am at TW at com. You can contact me if you have any questions. You can visit the website com and go to our FAQ section, About Us section, obtain any information there. There's also a link on there where you can contact me directly through the website. Otherwise, you can follow me. I'm on Twitter. There are links to, link to me on Twitter and Facebook, also on the website. So I'd be more than happy to, with anyone, answer any questions, or connect with anyone in any way.
1: I really want to thank you. Tanisha for offering that um, promotional code to our listeners. Thank you so much. This has been the Funky Writer Show with me, Robert Batista. I'm at at author R. Batista on Twitter. You can find my eBooks on Smashwords.com and my novels on Amazon.com. My guest has been the dynamic young author, entrepreneur, and so much more, Tanisha Williams. All you authors and readers out there, make sure you visit her fantastic website, chatebooks dot com, and use that promotional code and feast your soul. Thank you so much, Tanisha, for being a guest on the Funky Writer Show.
0: Thank you, Robert.
1: Have a great day. Bye now.
0: Bye bye.